Welcome to The Power Within Her. On this podcast, we're all about seeking self-empowerment to live a life that makes us excited. My name's Megan. I'm a nerdy and super enthusiastic writer and professor with a PhD in English. Together, we'll get intentional by embracing the power of critical thinking and personal growth to achieve those dreams on our hearts. Let's break free of societal expectations, create new stories that serve us, and have some fun with the process of growing into the type of women who embrace the incredible power and potential within ourselves. Are you excited? Let's do this. My friend, welcome back to another episode. I am really excited that you're here because today we are linking arms and we are hopping aboard the tough love train. (laughs) Today's episode is a little bit different um, than some of the stuff we've been talking about lately, and it's been inspired by a recent experience of mine when I went to the dentist for the first time in, wait for it, 10 freaking years. (laughs) So today we're talking about avoiding and I'm really, really excited about it. And I think that as an ambitious woman, you're going to connect to it. So to kind of get into this topic of avoidance, I'm just going to dive straight into my current story (laughs) of avoiding the dentist for 10 years. And then we're going to do a spin and I'm going to connect it to other things and it's going to be great. (laughs) Also, right now, if you can currently hear weird truck noises in the background, I'm so sorry. I don't know what is going on with my street. I swear whenever I want to record a podcast, like the neighborhood knows and then they start to make all of the noise, but whatever. (laughs) We're raw, real in the moment, and we're going for it. So my story, like I said, I haven't been to the dentist in 10 years, (laughs) and there is seriously no rhyme or reason why I haven't. Like, you know, um, I was on my parents' insurance up until I turned 26, which was several years into grad school, and I think I just made the excuse of like, oh, I don't have time or oh, I can't come home to go to the dentist or whatever it was, right? So I would always use school, (laughs) honestly, as an excuse to get out of it. And the reason why, like, there's no reason. I just didn't like going. I had the same dentist for years. It was actually somebody that my dad had gone to college with and he was a great guy. He was a great dentist. I really liked him. I just didn't like going. And I know I'm not alone in this because I talked about my dentist (laughs) avoidance story on my Instagram. And if you don't follow me, we totally should connect because so many of you (laughs) who are following me on Instagram reached out and was like, oh my gosh, girl, I feel you. I don't like the dentist either. And there was a couple people that are like, no, no, it's okay. It's going to be okay. Here's all my best tips for being able to like navigate the dentist, no matter what you're having done. So it was really cool to connect that way. But anyway... A couple of months ago, I started to struggle (laughs) with an old filling. So like long story short, um, when I was 17, 16, 17 years old, I had a rather large cavity that was filled and, you know, the dentist like made me aware. He was like, okay, this could cause an issue for you later on. It did. (laughs) Ironically, um, the first or second semester of my master's program. So like when I was 22 or 23 years old, the tooth started to bother me. I went on antibiotics. They were like, you know, Hey, if the antibiotics work, then you probably shouldn't have another problem, but maybe you will, maybe you won't, but like, you'll likely be fine. Right. And so that was when I was 22 or 23. And as of a couple months ago, you know, the tooth was fine until then. So at the age of 31, it started to act up again. And so, um, 
I don't want to go into like all the nitty gritty details of it because it's gross, but like there's a problem with it. Like it's cracked and like there's a whole big thing. And even though I knew I needed to go in several months ago, I still avoided it because I was telling myself a story of like, oh my gosh, this is going to be painful. It's going to be expensive. It's going to be annoying because I don't live in a metropolitan area. Like I live in the podunk of podunk towns, right? Like the Amish clop by in the background as I record my podcast. Like I live in the middle of nowhere. So it's going to be inconvenient. And I was telling myself a bunch of other stories. I'm like, oh, I just don't want to go. It's scary. And by telling myself all those stories, it started to build up in my head. It started to compound into this big thing that just kept me paralyzed and kept me stuck. And it made me want to dig my heels in and avoid the dentist even more. And of course, like the rational part of my brain, the smart part is like, I know that none of this is serving me. I know I need to go. But the other part of me, and I don't even know what to call this part of me, maybe like the primal part is just scared and is faced with this like fight or flight thing. Maybe, I don't know, but I feel like I'm flighting, right? I'm totally flighting because I'm scared and I'm avoiding and I think it's preserving myself, but it's not. By avoiding, it's actually holding me back because by waiting long, on this whole tooth thing that I need to address, it's actually probably making it worse, right? And I mean that on multiple levels. So first of all, like physically, right? I'm sure that the tooth was in better condition months ago when I first started having problems with it as opposed to now. Um, So physically, it probably would have been smarter (laughs) to go in, right? But also on another level, it makes it worse like mentally, right? Mentally and emotionally because avoiding it, I've been torturing myself for months thinking about the money, thinking about, you know, the pain, thinking about the, what they're going to say, you know, like I, I had it so much in my head that when the, the, um, oh gosh, she's not an x-ray tech, but she like the, the dental hygienist, right? Like when she was taking x-rays of my teeth, I was like shaking and she's like, it's okay. You're going to be fine. It's going to be, it's going to be great. And I was like, oh, you're going to tell me I have 30 cavities and I need to, you know, whatever. And she's like, it's probably just, you know, worse in your head. Cause honestly, you've been avoiding coming in for so long. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's true. Right. <laughs> so by avoiding it as well, I've built it up as this like colossal, awful experience in my head. And honestly, when I went the other day (laughs) to the dentist, it wasn't bad at all. Everybody was nice. The secretary was like, hey, it's going to be okay, sweetheart, like all this stuff. And then the the hygienist, I totally want to be best friends with her. She was incredible. And the dentist himself was amazing. Like he was the type of person who, you know, doesn't just come in and get down to business. He was like, hey, so how are you? Like, how'd you find us? Where are you from? Like, oh my gosh, you went to grad school. That's so cool. Oh my gosh, your husband is from that town in Iowa too. That's where I grew up. And it just like, he like spent 10 minutes talking to me, making me feel like a person. Right. But in my head, I had built up going to the dentist as this awful, like 
like torture chamber like thing, but it wasn't like that at all. So I physically probably did more harm (laughs) to my tooth by avoiding the dentist, but I also did a lot of like mental emotional damage by building it up to be something that it was never going to be, right? And how many of us can connect to this? Like it doesn't have to be in terms of, you know, going to the dentist, right? It could be in terms of so many different things here in life, right? So sorry to interrupt this episode here, girlfriend, but I just had to pop in to tell you that Ah, drum roll, please. My book is freaking out. It is out into the world. It is on pre-order right now as we speak. And as you can tell, (laughs) I am so, so, so excited, so grateful, like honestly, so emotional right now. (laughs) But oh my gosh, this has been such a long time coming and I'm just so proud of it. And I'm proud of the fact that it's been written in a way that's like co-created together. And I've never written anything that way before. And it's been so worth it, so rewarding, so exciting. And I guess <laughs> got a little ahead of myself there. What I mean by co-created is that women like you who want to journal have been sliding into my DMs and were like, how do I journal? When do I journal? How do I get the most out of it? What do I do if I'm self-censoring? All this stuff, right? And I was like, oh, okay, cool. I can use my background in education along with my experience as a journal to create a book, a guide that teaches us how to journal. And ah, it's out in the world. And I'm just so excited and grateful and thankful and just like experiencing all of the feels right now. And yeah, I don't know. I'm just so excited. So if you want to check out what the book is all about, you gotta head to my website. So head on over to megamarie.com and when you go to the website, you will see like a bar thing at the top. Go over to the bar and that sounds weird, (laughs) but go over to the bar, the little tab thing that says guide to journaling. You will see a full description of what the book's all about. You'll see the cover and then you'll see a little button that heads to the website Barnes and Noble where you can pre-order it if you want to, if you're interested. And even if you don't want to purchase it for yourself, that's totally fine. I completely respect that. You could pre-order it for a friend and give it to them because every single time Guide to Journaling is purchased, a part of the proceeds funnels directly into a scholarship fund that I've started for high school senior women to use to apply to college. And I will have so much more on that as we keep moving forward, but uh, I'm so excited. It's freaking out. I freaking did it. This is just, uh, it's beyond words exciting. So without further ado, let's dive back in. So for example, maybe you are avoiding writing a book or starting a podcast or launching a business or going to the doctor, (laughs) like whatever it is, we are avoiding because we think it's going to protect us. We're avoiding because we don't want to confront the fear. We don't want to confront the possibility that we could fail, the possibility of bad news, the possibility of pain, right? And what's really, really freaking interesting is that what we're avoiding is a hypothetical, right? We are avoiding hypothetical spending of money, hypothetical pain, failure, rejection, because 
We don't know. We can't know until we try or until we get the x-ray or the lab result or fill out that job application. We don't know what the result is going to be. So what we are avoiding is the projected hypothetical outcome we think we're going to get, right? So We protect ourselves in the short term, or we think we are, quote unquote, protecting ourselves in the short term by avoiding the writing of the book, by avoiding starting the business, by avoiding going to the doctor or the dentist or whoever, right? But then long term, there's problems, right? So when we protect ourselves in the short term, what then are going to be the long-term consequences? What's going to be the long-term damage of avoiding, right? So if you don't start the book today, if you don't hire that writing coach today, take action on that goal today, and I don't know why I'm saying today that way, but I am, if you don't take action on that book today, somebody else might write the book that you were meant to write. Or if you don't fill out the job application for the job that you think you're unqualified for, sure as hell, somebody else is going to get that job. Or if you don't start your business today or soon, you know, you're going to look at other women who have done the thing that you want to do and you're going to look at them with bitterness and resentment and jealousy. Or even, God forbid, you have a health issue, something that's going on in your body or with your teeth (laughs) that you have been ignoring because it's scary and you're just like avoiding making that appointment. If you don't go in, maybe, you know, you could have caught something earlier, but didn't because you've been avoiding it, right? And so the point here is that it's not worth it to avoid. And I'm not saying this from a holier than thou perspective. I'm saying it as a person, as a woman in the trenches with you, and also someone who has been avoiding the dentist for months and now has to deal with those consequences. Like, I wish I would have gone in sooner because you know, the hypothetical reason I was avoiding the dentist is I was like, I don't want to be told I have 30 cavities. I don't want to be told I have 30 cavities, but you know what? Guess how many I did have? (laughs) Like, obviously I have to deal with that one crazy tooth, right? And that's a whole other separate issue, but I only had two, two cavities, two freaking cavities in 10 years, but I avoided the dentist for 10 years because I thought that they were going to tell me I had 30, right? And that just is that just makes no sense, right? We should not avoid. And I don't like to should anybody to death, but like it's just not worth it to avoid. Knowing at the end of the day is better because then you can make a plan. And once you know, then you're not torturing yourself anymore with what if scenarios and hypotheticals that aren't likely going to be true. And you know what? Even if it is quote unquote bad, now you know. Now you know exactly what you're dealing with and then you can make a plan to move forward, right? So for example, if the the boss that you have laughs in your face because you tried to apply for this job that you're quote unquote not qualified for, great, fine. Thanks for letting me know. I'm going to go get that experience and then wow your pants off, (laughs) right? Or you know, let's say that you went into the doctor and your lab results were not exactly what you wanted, you know, okay, fine, great. I have a baseline and then I can improve. Here's how I can dial in my nutrition. Here's how how I can dial in my working out. Like let's freaking go, right? Knowing is better. Knowledge is power. It's 
always better to know. Is it going to sting maybe a little bit <laughs> in the in the moment? Of course it is, but you can rise. Be a phoenix, rise from the ashes, conquer, move forward, let's freaking go, right? So to officially close this thing out, I just want to remind you that you are amazing. I 1000% understand why you've been avoiding whatever it is that you've been avoiding because things are scary and what ifs can seriously run the show, but you deserve better. You deserve to write the book. You deserve to have fantastic health. You deserve to start that business. You deserve to have whatever it is in life that you want, but to get it, we have to stop avoiding, right? So I hope this episode resonated with you. If it did, I would love it if you could tag me on Instagram at Marie. Let me know what your takeaways were because I just freaking love you and I love being in community with you and I love hearing from people who listen to the podcast. So that said, I hope that you have an absolutely incredible rest of your day. Never, ever forget how incredible you are. We'll chat again here soon. Thank you so much for listening in. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love it if you could either share it on social media and tag me so that I can personally thank you for listening in. Or you could leave a review of the podcast to increase searchability of the power within her so that more women can listen in and grow with us. Either way, I am so grateful that you're here with me spreading the important message about critical thinking and self-empowerment. 